Blog Talk Radio. Aloha, everybody. This is Jennifer O'Neill and my co-host, Debbie. Hello, Debbie. Hello. So uh, we are talking today about energy vampires. Um, I basically got off a plane yesterday, and I'm trying to get caught up on everything, so this is going to be a really good show. I'm glad that we sort of had this pre-planned. Um, oh, Debbie, we've had some people, too, asking about um, if we're going to be on at the same time all the time. But for those of you out there, we kind of had been switching, you know, from morning to afternoon. But we will be on every Wednesday. That's what we're trying to do is every Wednesday. And uh, we're going to try to do it, I assume, at the same time as we're doing now. I mean, you haven't really discussed that yet. But we kind of have changed it according to our schedule. But it will be every Wednesday, so that's what you can look forward to. So last week we were talking about uh, empaths, what it was like to be an empath and how you're very sensitive to other people's energies and that sort of thing. And so... That was sort of leading into the show of energy vampires, and this is not Debbie's favorite subject. She, <laughs> she hates the subject. <laughs> she thinks it's downer and that we're not, you know, we. she doesn't want anything messing with her chi. <laughs> so, <laughs> which, is, which is true. This is why we're doing the show. Nobody likes other messing with her chi, especially when you're having a high vibration day or you're like having coming off a TED event like you did or <laughs> right. Right? You know, you don't want yes. to have that feeling of drawing you down and, and vampires have a very well actually they have two sides now because of Twilight. Everybody, you know, loves Edward and Jacob and does that whole thing so they're kinda of have a cool factor to it. But obviously it represents what they represent, which is a very uh draining you know, vampires drain you of something, whether it be blood or energy. So um, they, it has a very different, darker side to it, which is what throws, which is what throws Debbie off. Debbie does not like the dark side of anything. She doesn't like to discuss it. She doesn't like to know about it. So, but anyways, that's why we're doing the show is because a lot of people are also similar to Debbie and they're on <clears throat> their own spiritual journeys and they really want to keep that away from their system, especially when they're starting to feel really good about what's happening around them and having opportunities and having these majorly wonderful things fall into their life. And so the but what I've been trying to explain to Debbie <laughs> and I will tell all of you is this is really something that we cannot get away from or get around. It's not like we're going to wear the garlic and the little, you know, the silver and all that stuff. There's no magic formula in that sense. And then we're just going to always be not around energy vampires. But there is a way that you can simply deal with them and, and, and have more awareness about what's happening with energy vampires, which is why I want to do the show because they're around everywhere here, they're everywhere. They're just around. And so you want to be able to live your life in an amazing way, just like we live our life in an amazing way with flus around and colds around, you know, they're, they're out there, they're on door handles, they're in the classrooms, they're all over, but we live and we thrive and we do wonderful, wonderfully. But when they get us down a little bit, we want to know what the remedy is, right? And so w let's talk about what energy vampires are for anybody out there who doesn't know what an energy vampires are. 
If you're familiar with psychic ability or psychic development, you've probably heard the term before. So what exactly are energy vampires? Well, you know, like I've mentioned, they're not real vampires. I guess if there are real vampires, <laughs> they're not those. <laughs> they're sense that um, they do drain you. Energy vampires are similar to what you would, uh, what your perspective of a real vampire would be. Um, they go after your body, but they go after your spiritual body. And so energy vampires are people who constantly draw on other people's energy to help charge their own system. And so what does that mean? Well, everybody is made of energy and in your spiritual body that is all made of energy, primarily, primarily, mostly your soul, your spiritual body, the part of your body that brings your physical body life. The part that just keeps your limbs moving and really it brings it life. Once your your spiritual body leaves you, you have no life. Then, you know, you just like when you go to a funeral. So this part of your body, your spiritual body, is primarily made of energy. And in order to, uh, in order to keep reproducing energy, basically most people will do that. And they all they have to do is basically hold a high vibration, be pretty much spiritually healthy. As long as you're holding a high vibration and you're spiritually healthy, what's going to happen is your own spiritual body is going to consistently reproduce and recharge itself. It it will do that off your vibration being raised. What happens is it taps into all the spiritual energy around you and it draws it into your system. It recharges. The other thing is you can recharge through sleep. Um, you can recharge through all of these different ways and it's it, it's just very healthy and it works and it's amazing. For people who cannot hold a higher vibration, these people tend to become energy vampires. And what does that mean? When your vibration is low, and let me explain the vibration really quick before I get too far into it. Me and Debbie always talk about your vibration running from a scale of 1 to 10. Let's say 10 being the happiest you can be, um, 5 being average, 1, 2, 3 being the lowest or most depressed you can be. If everybody stays around a 5-ish, because you're going to move up and down, you're going to move into the happy scale and the low scale. So if you stay around a 5 and up and above, you're really doing pretty good. You're going to recharge your system. Your vibration's going to be high. All these things are going to be working rather nicely. If you're down in the lower area, you're upset, you're sad, depressed, things are not going right, you're feeling down, what happens is your vibration lowers into a 1, 2, 3 area. And when it does that, you do not have the capability of recharging your system because when you do, you have all these energy leaks. And so basically I tell people, think of yourself like one of those rechargeable batteries, like the Energizer, Energizer rechargeable batteries that's going bad. <laughs> if you're if you're in a low vibration, you can't hold the charge. It just the charge just consistently leaks out. And so you're you can't keep it. And what so in that case, you need to consistently charge your system. So what you do is you draw off other people's energy. And these people do it sometimes knowingly, but I just for everybody out there, most of the time I would say 75, 80% of the time, they have no idea they're drawing on your energy. They really don't. They're just, they're searching um, to feel better. And so what happens is they're drawn towards people that make them feel better inside. They make them feel like, oh, I feel good being around this person, or this person makes me feel happy, or this person makes them feel just better in any way. If these people make them 
feel better or they feel have an effect on them to where they're feeling better when they're around them, they're, they want to be near them. The reason that they feel better when they are around people like that is because they're getting an energy charge from them. And so they're drawing that energy into their system. And when they're recharged again, then their system feels better. And so then essentially they do not keep the charge. If they're an energy vampire, it leaks out and they have to continuously hunt for more energy or find more energy. And like I said, these people aren't like running around being predators, um, you know, just going, oh, she looks good. She looks way too happy. I should take some of her. <laughs> That's not happening. But they're just drawn to people who are around them. So I want to explain uh, kind of what type of people are energy vampires, how to spot an energy vampire. And then we'll go over some tips the tips that we're going to go over towards the end are really tips of um, how, what to do if you're around an energy vampire, the tips to dealing with an energy vampire. The interesting thing is a lot of these tips are actually the same tips. They're very similar to ones of people dealing with negative people. And I'll tell you why, because basically negative people tend to be energy vampires. So... What's really helpful when you're dealing with energy vampires is knowing how to spot one. And because I'm sure it, now everybody's like, oh, my God, I need to stay away from them. Who are they? Uh, so don't panic because you pretty much are probably around at least a few every day, every week. And so I'm going to give you some simple ways to try to spot them. Uh, one sign of an energy vampire is negative people. Negative people are very easily spotted because they tend to pride themselves on the fact that, you know, they're negative. Um, not always, but mostly because they can, they, they're negative thinkers. They complain about everything. They're very powerful in their negative thinking most of the time to the point of being overbearing. They like to point out how stupid people are around them, you know, like, and, and how how the weather's bad and there's nothing on TV and how they don't understand why people just cannot get that life's sucks and bad things happen like what's happening here and then they like to be argumentative they tend to argue about everything if you say the sky is blue they're like well you know it's a pale shade of blue or it's an aqua color or technically it's an illusion you know so negative people are one very easy sign of, of an energy vampire they're going to draw upon your energy when they're around you people who are sad depressed needy those types of people uh it's similar or critical most of the time it's kind of, that's kind of similar to the first one but these people who are depressed sad and needy tend to have more of a victim undertone to who they are and everyone's felt this way on occasion and and that's okay and i i want everyone to understand who's listening to this show is you most likely have been an energy vampire at some point in your life. I have, Debbie has, everybody has. I've never run into somebody that has not been at a point in their life where they're just so exhausted or depressed or whatever. They've gone through something in their life that they're just so drained of energy and it seems to be consistently happening for a little bit of a time that they can't seem to keep their energy up. They can't seem to keep their vibration up. But what normal people do is normally that's a temporary issue. Normally, eventually, you recoup, you recover, you move on, 
whatever you were dealing with at the time becomes resolved and you move forward. And so as you move forward, your vibration begins to raise again and then you're no longer drawing off other people's energy. You're moving forward. You're being proactive and things are happening. So don't be too hard on people who you feel are energy vampires, but because people can tend to always, everyone's probably been one. I still haven't run into anybody who who hasn't. However, normally they're temporary. What I'm talking about as we go through these, as I go through number one, when negative people, number two, people are sad and depressed, needy and that sort of thing. What I'm talking about is people, the, these people that you want to be aware of are not temporarily that way. They sort of make a lifestyle out of being that way. Okay. So the people who are sad, needy and depressed are ones who tend to have a victim undertone to who they are. They're victim to everything. You know, uh, they're they're not good enough or not smart enough. They don't take responsibility for their own life or situation because it's not their fault. You know, life has just dealt them a bad hand. Um, circumstances have caused them to be this way or that way, and it's just not their fault. They're, they're every, it's somebody else's fault. They're just really, really needy people. And the number two, I think, is, is one of the worst kind because they tend to also be very deceiving. They're very, very deceiving to deal with. And what I mean by deceiving is you can spend a really huge amount of time helping them with a situation or helping them feel better. And you can begin to actually feel like you're making progress. And they seem to be feeling better. And they like, oh, thank you very much. And you made me feel really good and yada, yada, yada. But then you realize later when you leave that it was only a temporary fix. And like the minute you're gone, they go right back to square one. And then they're calling you again, and, and you're starting to feel frustrated. Have you had – you've known people – I've known lots of people like this in my life, but have you known people that were doing do that, Debbie? Because I, I actually think that that part's pretty common. It's very it's, common, yeah. yeah. Where they feel like they're not – you know, they're, while you're around and helping them, because you're, you're definitely a helper, Um you, you, uh, you're you're definitely one that wants to help people feel better, move forward as the mm-hmm. joy, joy generator, right? And so yeah. people, it's, 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 they're going to be very joy. Yeah. That's right, and it it is very common, and it's it's um it's almost like you know when they see someone so happy or just you know spreading joy and then some people kind of gravitate to that and wonder what you're doing and it's great to talk to them and there are people who you know are in that victim state of you know feeling so sad feeling depressed feeling needy and hopefully I, I believe what what they're doing is kind of reaching out and wanting that help and trying to get out of that state and like you said normally it's a temporary state but but yes, I think we've all dealt with that before. I'm not saying you to necessarily not help any of these people because you're afraid of protecting your energy. Because if you're in high vibration like you are, you are in high vibration. You're 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 going to replenish your system very easily. Um, you know, even if they draw from you at that moment in time, you're going to go ahead and replenish your your system. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is to be aware of those people if they're repetitively doing the same pattern. Mm-hmm. So. You can maybe offer them help, and that's great, and maybe they're getting better. Maybe they fall down and need your help, you know, two or three more times. But if it becomes a pattern of over six months and over a year and over and over, and there's no progress being made, 
you're, you know, that's when it becomes wearing on your system. That's when it becomes very deceiving because that means that they're not wanting for themselves what you want for them. And so right. you can't do it for them. You can give them all the advice in the world to your blue in the face from dusk till dawn every single day. But until they wish it for themselves internally and, and really just decide to move forward in that direction and not let anything stand in their way, you can't pull them behind you. You can't pull them. You'll pull them. And so the interesting thing I found about this is people, those types of people tend to be very comfortable where they're at in life. We're just uncomfortable watching them stay there. <laughs> and I love that because I've experienced that so many times in my life, I can't even hardly stand it. There are so many people that I've been around, friends and family, not clients, that I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I can see the potential in you. And, you know, you just have this amazing talent or this amazing this that I so want to help them move into a, what I feel like is a better life for them. But that I realized over the years and years of, of having people in my life like this, they weren't uncomfortable where they were at. They complained about it, but they weren't uncomfortable there. I was uncomfortable. Right. I was uncomfortable with them being there because I knew what not being there was like, you know? So I just would, it, it, it was hard for me. I had to come to terms with getting over watching them live their life the way they chose to. And it's really interesting because I find that with a lot of people, people always tend to look at other people and think, well, that would be horrible to live in that city or in that apartment or have this lifestyle the way that they're doing it or be married to this person. But the thing is, is how do you know that they're not comfortable that way? Like, that's their life. They may think where you live is not very good for, you know, they may think, ew, I don't like where you live. It's kind of like being here in Hawaii. Um, I love it here. A lot of people say, oh, my gosh, I love it there, whatever. And I have a few relatives that think I've lost my mind and they can't believe I love it out here. They can't believe that. It, that they were they would be so uncomfortable themselves living here they can't really even understand it and so one of my relatives I said well do you know how because they always want me to move back to the Midwest and I'm like oh that that's not comfortable for me and and, and I hear it so much that finally one day I was like do you know how what would it be like if you moved to where I was how comfortable would you be and they were like oh no no you know they wouldn't like that and I said okay that would be how comfortable I would be living in basically your lifestyle. That's how comfortable I would be living there. It's not for me. So understand that a lot of times these people are comfortable where they're at. They don't want to move out of where they're at. They they want the temporary lift, but they're not going to do anything about it, okay? So that's another one. And number three, people who are searching to fill a void in their life. Now, this can be really tricky, uh, it, if you have this type of energy vampire. And, and Debbie, you probably deal with a lot of people like this or have known a lot of people like this just because of what you're in. But this one's not always easily detected because well, this is when people are unfulfilled in their own life, sometimes it's easy to tell because they, they make it very clear, right? But sometimes they're searching for just another way of thinking or they begin to search for a purpose in life which fulfills them. And, or they begin, begin to become very spiritual people and they're trying to just search for a better way and get out of their old ways. Well, what happens is they become what is called a human sponge. And this is good and bad because they sponge up knowledge. They crave it. They crave moving forward and being positive. So they're kind of opposite of number two. They are being very proactive and moving forward. But 
they become such a sponge that they also begin to sponge up other people's energy. As they sponge up all this knowledge, it begins to feel like a replenishment to their system, just like if they were in the desert without water for a very long time. They just soak up as much as they can from the outside world. But when they do that, they also soak up your energy. So if if you're in their vicinity, it very well may happen to you. And these people are not bad to have around and have in your life because the really good thing about this is, you know, they're searching for something better. And so it's probably going to be temporary. However, not always. Sometimes these people will search their whole life. These people are also usually very nice, well-meaning people. They're just in search of something better for themselves. And so that's when you'll have to decide, you know, do you really still want to help them? Uh, Because they tend to not be negative. They tend to not be depressed or sad or critical. They're just trying to figure things out. So I'm sure that you've run, run into many people, you know, as they crave moving forward spiritually. Do you ever feel drained after being around them, you know? Sometimes, yeah. And, you know, I, I, in my lifetime, have seen myself in, in all three of these at one time. Absolutely. You know, it, and number two, people who, you know, it's depressed, needy. I was there at one point in my life. And um, when I was searching and seeking and, um, you know, and being enlightened in my own spirituality, I was a sponge. And it's what I had learned. It's all a choice, right? It's but all this- a choice. Are you going to stay there or are you going to give back? Are you going to just soak up everything or are you going to give back to that person um, your time and energy? Right. But the thing that even you just saying that, which is really good that you mentioned that, the thing that I want people to really understand about energy vampires is, yes, for, for empaths, it's very serious to, to keep your distance and to um, do some things to keep them from draining all your energy. Absolutely. But at the same point, it's also good to be a little bit understanding because most people, mm-hmm. that a lot of people that will go through this, um, the, if they're healthy, they're going, it's going to be a temporary thing. So those people may be an energy vampire in your life for like three months or even two weeks or or maybe even a year if they've gone through a divorce or something, you know, major in their life. But naturally, they'll gravitate out of that. And so you don't necessarily want to cut those people out of your life. You just want to be aware of, of mm-hmm. what's going on with them so that you can your own system completely. And so I think that we should be a little bit compassionate towards people who do that. However, and I believe that around 70% of the population make this a lifestyle. This is not something that's temporary. It's not something that they come out of. And I hope I didn't freak everybody out when I say that. It doesn't mean that they're gonna, you're going to have to be on guard 24-7 and your life is just going to be miserable of being around these people. What it means is you just want to simply be aware and not try to, you know, pull everybody out of being an energy vampire hoping that they're not going to be one anymore either. So there's a lot of things that you need to know about being an energy vampire. And have compassion for them, but be able to separate the ones who are in a temporary energy vampire situation and a permanent energy vampire situation. That's really important. Drama queens. That's number four. I don't really think I need to explain that much, but in case you don't know what a queen is, um, they tend to like drama or be very drawn to it. And the thing that's interesting about drama queens are 
this is a very addicting type of behavior because drama queens like the way it feels. This is really interesting. I love this, uh, and you may not know this, but drama queens like the way it feels when energy is all stirred up in a chaotic manner. So they're not necessarily feeding on the drama. They're feeding on that energy feeling in their chest that they get from the chaotic energy. They, they, that becomes addicting. It's really interesting. It's it's not. It's even just like how people become addicted to alcohol or different things because of the way it makes their body feel. That's why drama queens are very. Uh, they become drama queens. They're addicted to that chaotic energy feeling. The thing, the thing that's interesting with that is it's it mimics a, a similar type of feeling of energy stirring internally when you're doing something rewarding or exciting in your life. So the same feeling you get when you're when you're doing something rewarding and exciting is that energy stirring internally. But there is a difference because one's chaotic energy and one's just um you know creative energy stirring. So they're very different but they feel similar and so if people are not paying attention they can d- think that they're the same, they're one and the same. And so that feeling become, feels good and they want to create it over and over again. The other thing that in, drama queens do is they want to distract themselves from feeling unfulfilled in their own life, so they cause a distraction, which is drama. And so those are also people who are energy vampires, hands down. The last one it, is a rough one because it's it's actually angry people. Um, some of the other energy vampires are very easy to to spot, but but angry people energy vampires are are different because these people can become very very intense. And when you're dealing with angry people, they draw energy from you in a totally different manner. You you tend to put up your guard literally. You you what happens is you feel like you go into a survival protection mode. And you put up an energetic shield in order to protect yourself, just like like when you're walking on eggshells and you tense. You're, what happens is you you create a shield of energy that's really powerful right in front of you. And you do this when you're kind of tensed up or, or feeling like nervous. You do this so that you can protect yourself. And when you do that, the energetic shield will protect your, your spiritual self from their intense anger and energy. But when you do this out of protection to yourself, they then draw upon the energy used to create the shield. So you're putting out way more energy to protect yourself. Like you're you're double timing it at this point. You're you're creating your energy shield, and they're double time pulling it from you. Uh, some of the ways in which angry people will attack you, because they that's the other thing is they go on attack. Angry people tend to go on attack, and so some of the ways they attack you is verbally, uh, sometimes physically. They, which, I mean, everybody knows if that's happening, and that's just an unacceptable period. Um, They talk about you behind your back, though. That's like one. Um, They'll sabotage you when they can, like maybe at work or with other friends or with families. And they'll do what they can to make your lifestyle miserable, your life miserable. These people tend to have a vicious and evil undertone to them. Their intentions are not good, and they're they're really intent on destroying you emotionally or whatever. They don't care. They're from the dark side, basically, is what I call. Uh, and and some people allow these people to stay in their life for a long time because they're very wonderful, amazing people, and they want to see the good in everybody. But the problem is it doesn't matter if they're being 10% good or 20% good or even 30% good, but 70% of the time they're angry and abusive or, or just mean and sabotaging you. It's really not worth it, but... People tend to deal with people like that. 
just on a regular basis and allow them to stay in their life. So that's really not acceptable. Um, so those are some five easy ways to spot energy vampires. They're very, they're needy, they're negative, they're critical, um, they are angry, they may be searching for something um, spiritually or just to better their lives or they become drama queens. And so all of those five things are things that you want to be aware of. And you want to be able to know who those types of people are in your life because you want to just be able to decide how much energy that you want to put into dealing with these people. And so we're going to get into some tips on dealing with these people. We're going to take a few calls first. Do you have anything to add to that, Debbie? Um, not right now. <laughs> well, and then we'll repeat. You know, you don't want to run. A, you don't want to go tell everybody. Oh my gosh, mom's an energy vampire. From <laughs> them, you don't really want to do that. I mean, you know, if you're aware of it, you're aware enough to know. Have a little bit of empathy for it, even if they choose it as a lifestyle. Don't don't bash them about it. Don't feed into that because if you turn around and just be like, "Oh my gosh, stay away from this person. They're drawing me of all this energy." Yada, that turns you into a drama queen. Don't don't become that person. Only use become aware. Just uh, the basic thing is awareness. When you're aware, there are some things that you can do to counteract them drawing all that energy out of your system, drawing upon that, and and you need that energy to be proactive. You need that energy to keep your uh, vibration up because when your vibration is up, the law of attractions working, you know, all of these different opportunities are coming into your life. All these amazing things are happening. So don't judge them. Just, just be aware of them. Really. That's all that I'm really want, wanting you to do, but let's take and one. That, of the- yeah, that is so true real quickly. That is, that is so true. And because when I say everybody knows it's not my favorite thing to talk about, but, um, it's needed and just so people can be aware. And when I said this was going to be the topic of the show, a couple of people that I spoke to said, oh, good. I need to hear about that. So, yeah, it is. It's true. It's all about awareness. It is Absolutely. about and, and, and it's understanding, you know, what to do about it. And because they're going to they're gonna be in your life and we want to live, we want to be able to thrive no matter who we're living around. Uh-huh. And you truly can and especially because a lot of times they are at your work a lot of times they are people in your family and you know we don't want to necessarily have to be we don't want to lock ourselves in a closet with garlic I mean this is you know we don't want to live this way we we really don't we want to know how to live proactive no matter who we're around because you can, mm-hmm. you can. that's just the way it is you can and yeah. so here's a call we have Hello. Hi. What can we help you with today? All right. Hello. Did we lose the call? I'm not really sure. Okay, we'll go to the next caller here. We have a 914. Aloha. Hi. What can we help you with today? Yeah, I think your 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 phone is sort of going in and out. But anyway, I can hear you. 
Yeah, I can hear like every other word. Um, basically, um, can you hear me? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, I I know someone who's like uh, I would say that, like the seeker sort of, and and on the surface you re- they don't really seem like an energy vampire, but being an empath, I can literally feel the draining of my energy. Um, a very smart person wanting to seek to better themselves and um, to gain money and you know more security and that's just the way the person lives their life from you know one adventure to the next and stuff and um, that's good of itself but somehow I don't know the whole personality the whole uh, soul is just draining when I'm around the person. And so, um, how are you dealing with this person right now? I'm just I'm becoming more aware of it and staying out of the person's way when um when uh, you know when I have to but you know I don't know I I, I feel compassionate towards the person I feel kind of I don't know Okay well and we're going to go through the tips about what you should do but one thing that you need to understand is this is what messes people up completely This is a really good call because what happens is Usually, if we are affected by energy vampires, which many empaths are, many spiritual teachers are, just very a lot of joyful people are, if we're affected by them, we tend to have a lot of empathy towards them. Good people have empathy towards people that, like you're talking about, people who are kind of maybe a little bit sneaky about drawing your energy, uh, maybe part of time they're being pretty good but the other part of the time they're being negative and so we tend to be like well how can we help them and how can we do this and how can we make I know I have certain gifts that can help make their life better and so that's what really messes with people and what the the reason that I I'm glad that you called is because those type of people can be in your life for two years, 10 years, 30 years, mm-hmm. years, and they will be the same person in 30 years as they were when you met them for the first two years of your life that you knew them. And so that's why I call that a little bit deceptive, and you have to be really careful of people like that because it really does you no good. It doesn't do you – you can have empathy for these people, but it doesn't help them become better. It doesn't – when you're talking long-term, what it does is it has an effect on your system, and it begins to draw – if you're not careful, it will draw on your system so strongly that it will become hard to keep your vibration up. And yeah. so yeah. the opposite effect on you where it will tend to draw you down. And see, that's the thing is – when you're around an energy vampire consistently, let's say all the callers out there go, okay, yeah, I know several people in my life like that, but I'm going to be around them no matter what. If you continuously don't use some of the te- tips we're going to talk about, it, it draws your energy down so much, you'll start being more depressed. You'll start noticing a physical effect on your body. You'll start noticing that you're feeling shaky, that you're feeling weird, that you're feeling like you have to nap a lot, that that you're not – because that's what happens. They draw upon your energy so much that that basically you can't function the same way physically that you would 
if you weren't around people like that. Does that make sense? Oh, my goodness. You know, that's true. And as a matter of fact, the person that I described was my ex-husband, which, you know, we're not married anymore and I left different places, but, you know, we sort of, uh, you know, I would say sort of on the surface get along and everything. But um, would you, you said something last week, uh, and when I spoke to you last week, I was one of the callers, and um, you would the physical exercise, well, I'm big on that. That's the way I, I stay grounded and keep my strength up. Literally, I'll, I'll lift weights, I'll go power walking, I'll go walking in the woods, and that's what you, that, that's what helps me. And that's fine, you know, that's fine when um, I'm not around him like every day or anything like that, but when I am, I can just... You know, I could feel it from a mile away. And we're going to go into that, and I'm glad that you called because I may have glazed over that too quickly, but I'm going to do that now, actually, since you called. And we're going to talk about if these people are in your life, what happens if you just sort of glaze over it and go, eh, you know, they're there. There's 70% around the world, she said, so why does it really matter if I ignore it? Okay, we're going to go into that in just a minute. Thank okay. you for calling I You're All right. Keep listening. We're gonna keep well we'll do some more stuff here. Whoops. Oh my sorry about that. My my Skype cut I'll tell you the Skype thing, I'm just not loving it right now. But anyways. So she had a really good question. And did we I don't remember us talking about this last week, Debbie, do you? What happens if um but if we have, we're gonna talk about it again. Are you still there? Yeah. Yes, I'm listening. <laughs> um um did we talk about this last about what happens on your physical body? Which we just touched upon it last okay. week. Yes. Okay. So here's the thing. Again, let's just say I've already told you so many people have it, so we're just gonna go, huh, we're gonna ignore it. I've been it's been happening in my life so much so far and I'm basically pretty good, so why do I even why do I even need to know about energy vampires? Well, the problem is is they tend to not just draw upon your spiritual body, but your the effect that they have will be on your physical body also. So if you do tend to have a lot of energy vampires in your life, and you do tend to just go, eh, and ignore it, and you don't do some of the things that we're going to talk about, what's going to happen is you're going to feel it physically. And you're going to become very susceptible to enter. You're 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 going to let your guard down. You're going to be more susceptible. So one of the first things that happens is, and me and you talked about this, Debbie. This is one of our favorite things, I'm sure. Is you start to feel like you need to take a nap. So you, you, or when you're around people, if an energy vampire draws on your system for for a while, or even quickly, this is actually the least um, part that you can have. They you'll just you'll leave this person, you'll leave the presence of them, and you'll just feel so drained that you need to take a nap. Now, if you th the, the reason that you feel that way is because when you take a nap, you will line up spiritually again. And when you line up spiritually again through sleep or meditation, that's when you tap into the spiritual energy and you draw it in. That's when you're plugging your charge in, like if you are, if you are really a battery, you plug it in. And so... This is the beginning of uh, just touching upon some stuff. You you start to feel tired. Now, if you think about being around somebody like she was saying with her husband or ex-husband, 
if you begin to plead it all the time, it becomes hard to do things. It becomes, you can't get, it's hard to do the housework because you're just exhausted all the time. Even though you had eight hours of sleep, you're mentally and physically drained. You just, you're exhausted to get through the day and to do this. And I don't know about you, but if I get that way, I become very cranky because I need to not feel mentally exhausted or physically drained in order to keep my energy up and to deal, you know? Is that do you have the same thing? Yeah, I do. I feel drained and then I, I get lethargic to where the brain and the mouth don't work together and <laughs> you can't even think straight. <laughs> well then it becomes especially yeah. for parents. It becomes harder to deal with your kids. You know, you snap mm-hmm. for me it becomes harder to think straight. So like even if I'm writing or answering emails, I'm not doing it effect very efficiently I feel I'm not doing it to the best of my ability you know mm-hmm. and um it makes me you know more clouded and it, so that's one of the things that can happen if you choose to just ignore the energy vampires one of the other things that can happen is if you're in if you're around an extreme energy vampire you can become so physically drained you can to the to the point of feeling ill and what do I mean by that is basically um, you begin to get nauseous. You begin to feel nauseous. You can have an upset tummy. Um, you can have body aches. And even sometimes you can feel like you're you're going to throw up. And why does it happen to where you get extremely physically not feeling well? Because what happens is if you completely allow your body to be depleted of energy, your spiritual and physical body, it affects your your physical body to the point of just really not feeling well. And this is something I have to be very aware of because because of the line of work that I do, if I go do 10 hours of readings, if I'm doing an event, or if I'm around somebody who's extremely toxic for a long period of time, I, I'm mostly, it's now, the toxic thing was when I was younger. I don't have anybody in my life like that right now. But when I go to those events and I'm, and I'm talking to a lot of people after about 10 hours, one of the things that happens to me is I, I get so depleted of energy, even with my, all the things that I do, um, because that's very extreme, that they still will draw my energy upon me. My joints begin to ache. So I actually get physically, like where my joints are, I physically mm-hmm. begin to, like, my body aches all over. So do you ever have any of those feeling nauseous, upset, tummy, body aches, or any of that? Oh, yeah. I have definitely felt that in the past. Yeah, mm-hmm. with some people or whatever. And right. those things, I think, when it comes to the point of feeling, like, physically ill, you really need to be aware so you can monitor um, and or do what you can to recharge yourself afterwards and do what you can to not put yourself in that situation again because that's really not good for your being. I, your physical being and your spiritual being, that is really your body's reacting in a very adverse reaction to putting yourself in that circumstance. Now, for me, and I I don't avoid going doing the readings and events, but I prepare myself and I know how to recharge my system after. But it's what I do. It's my job. I I'm, I know what I'm doing. I know how to keep my energy strong, but it still will affect me to being achy. Will it affect me to the point of being throwing up? No. Uh, it, that happened when I was younger when I didn't know any better and I didn't know how to do some mm-hmm. of these. The other thing that um, 
happens if you continuously allow yourself to be subjected to energy vampires is you may feel yourself being very anxious or shaky during and after, you know, being in the presence of those person, people. So that that's not so bad but because you can recover from that quickly. But I think that we may have talked about this on the empath show. If, if you find yourself being shaky, a lot of people tend to eat because it's similar to feeling like you're hungry. You know, because your mm-hmm. your spiritual body feels that way, but it, you're actually not physically hungry. It's just what happens when your your spiritual body's depleted, and so they tend to sometimes they tend to overeat or have anxiety or even have anxiety panic attacks or whatever. So, when you're around an energy vampire or energy vampires and do, you you ignore it and do it consistently for a very long time, it will have a very adverse reaction to your physical system. It just will. It's just the way it works. There's, unless you take precautions or preventative measures. And so we're going to talk about that now, but that's just how that whole thing works out. So the first, we have eight tips to dealing with um, energy vampires. And like I had mentioned on one of the shows before, these tips also tend to work with, you know, dealing with negative people because, in essence, they tend to fall in the same category. But So, eight tips to dealing with energy vampires. One is awareness. Uh, awareness is the key when you're dealing with psychic senses always, um, which is basically what you're dealing with here. But when you're aware of who are energy vampires in your life, then you are aware of when to prepare prepare yourself and, and what to do with each of an individual person. Like for some people, you can do some things, and for others, you can do a different thing. But awareness, understanding and knowing what type of people. Make, take a mental note. Who in your life has a, a less than positive reaction? Who in your life do you feel not so good after you've been around? Who makes you feel like, who would you say has more of a negative than a positive in your life and then figure out who those people are and kind of write it down. And then I, if I was you, I'd kind of rate it like extreme or not so bad, but negative, you know, like, so you have a kind of a category. The second thing that you're going to, uh, the second tip is to bubble yourself. This is a short meditation in a sense. And I've talked about it many, many times. It's so useful. It's ridiculous. Um, and this is really actually taking an energetic bubble. It's drawing in other energy. It's surrounding yourself with an energetic bubble. And I'm not going to go through the whole thing uh, if you want to, because it'll take too long because I want to go through the tips. But if you go to inspirationalexaminer.com and you go to the energetic vampires, it will have the bubble yourself thing on there. So, it will have a bubble meditation. It's on number two. And you can click on that at the bottom of the link of the show, too. The other thing, number three, learn how not to think, take things so personally. The thing about this is, especially when when we're sensitive, nice people, we tend to. But the thing with learning how not to take things so personally is it actually helps, them strength, it helps to strengthen your energy. Because when someone is says that they're saying something upsetting to you or mean to you, it's hard not to take things personally. It's hard not to get your feelings hurt and, and be upset because you feel like that they're kind of attacking you, you know, personally. But but if you do take it personally, what happens is you make an energetic shift 
into more like of a victim mentality. And so you're then prone to energy leaks. Once you're in the victim mentality, you're prone to energy leaks, just like an energy vampire. And so your system will feel weak. It's not feeling strong anymore. And the thing is, is when somebody says something intentionally to hurt you, even if they're good people, even if they're good friends or good family and, and mostly good people, it's always done with the intent of bringing your vibration down. Even if they're good people, if they say something to intentionally hurt you, they're on purpose trying to bring you down. So instead of taking things personally, if this happens, a good thing to do, a good trick is to ask yourself, what's causing them to want to bring my vibration down right now? Like if it's your husband or your wife or your mother or your father or whatever, many times the answer is just because they had a bad day. It's weird, but it is. And there's nothing you can do about it. it. It isn't because you did something horrible or whatever. It's not even because of anything you personally did. But what's causing them to want to bring your vibration down at the moment? It might just be because you're happy. It might just be because you had a good day and they didn't. doesn't matter. But if that's really what it is, you definitely shouldn't be taking it personally. You should be going, that's sort of messed up. And, okay, we're going to just mark that off to craziness right now. <laughs> but. You know what That's, I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. And for me personally, that was a huge one for me to um, be aware of and to exercise to not to take things personally, being the ultra-sensitive person that I am. <laughs> but I learned that um, that it. you ask yourself, was it me or was it something that that – like you said, did they have a bad day? Or is it something that they saw in me that they um, it makes them feel uncomfortable? Right. They are trying to bring you down, whether intentionally or not. Uh, that that's, that's huge. That will help a lot of people is to learn to not to take things personally. Because the fact of the matter really is, unless you will know if you've done something intentionally to deserve that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, if you've done something to deserve whatever they're shooting at you, if they're saying a comment or saying, oh, yeah, well, whatever, you know if you've deserved it. But if you find yourself off guard and just having your feelings hurt out of nowhere and just knowing that you hadn't, you were just standing there at the time, <laughs> um, then you really have to really not – you have to figure out, okay, this this is an instance where this is not about me. This is about them. It's really, really hard to do. But anybody who says something about you or that they're verbally attacking you or saying things, that doesn't make it true. It doesn't make what they said true. It just makes something that they said out there in the air because they were directing something at you to bring your vibration down. It doesn't make it true ever. People tend to take things personally if they think there's a shade of truth to that or that somebody sees them that way or whatever. Who cares? You know, let it go. Stop taking other people so seriously. Just stop it. Um, it's hard, but you can do it. Uh, if you, if Debbie can do it, you can do it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, find a subject they like to talk about. That's another tip. Number Tip number four, when dealing with energy vampires, find a subject they like to talk about. And that is when just whatever it is, best trick ever, it's all about distraction and redirecting their energy into something that brings them joy. So find a common ground, 
find something they like to do and and talk about that. Limit your time with them, number five. Um, if they call on the phone, you don't always have to answer. See, this is funny. I don't, do you know people or have you ever done this where, like, if they're friends or family and they call, like, you think you have to answer? Do you do that? They think that I have to answer? You think you have to answer always when somebody calls? No, or, no. Uh, well, so a lot of people think that they have to answer no matter what. And yes. So, right? Yes. No matter weird. where they are. Yes. <laughs> they could be checking out and they answer the phone and they'll, and they'll say, I'm checking out. And I'm thinking, it's not an emergency. It's okay. You can call me back. <laughs> I think that um, they have to answer people like... Let's say they have a, a, a mother in their life or, or a, a friend in their life that's always mean to them or whatever. They, they they still think they have to talk to these people, especially if they're mm. family. If they're family, yeah. they have to talk to people no matter what because they called, and if not, they're being rude, and guess what? Who cares? I mean, if, if they're having a negative impact on your life, the only thing you really are really in charge of and you really have an effect on is, is taking care of your own system, and that's first and foremost. Otherwise... You won't be there for your family and your children, whatever, and you'll, you know, have adverse effects. So limit your time with them. Don't always answer the phone. If you do in an accident, you're like, oh, no, they're in a bad mood. Keep it short. Got to go. Excuse yourself quickly. Make something up. Yes, I said it. Make something up even if you have to lie. I do not advocate lying, but when you're in a situation where somebody is having such a, a, a downer on your system to where it's really harmful to you, Sometimes the only way out, especially if you do not want to hurt their feelings, is to just be like, I'm so sorry, I have to go. Somebody's at the door. I'm so, I'm so sorry, I, I have an appointment I have to get to. It, it diffuses the situation in many, many ways. And it doesn't hurt their feelings that way. It just sometimes it has to be done. But you don't always have to sit there and argue and deal with a family member or friend or whatever. You just don't have to. There's no resolutions a lot of time. Anybody causing you discomfort, you, you're not forced to do that, even if you're related to them. It doesn't make you a bad person. It just makes you different people, you know. So it's just the way it goes. It just steer. The other thing on this note, steer clear of people who use the words you're selfish Huge, huge, huge indicator of being an energy vampire. That is end of low vibration. Big, big red flag. What those people are basically saying is whatever you do, my happiness depends on it. And if you don't do what I want, you're going to make my life miserable. That's just ridiculous. I mean, the thing is, is we're supposed to do what things, what makes us happy. That's the point of why we're here. That's why we're you're supposed to raise your vibration. You're supposed to do all these things. But the only th the kicker is is those people who make you feel bad and say, "Oh, you're being selfish." Those people tend to all they only care about how they feel. It's their feelings, their feelings, you know. So, the other thing, number 6. Do not try to fix other people. And for God's sakes, do not get sucked into their vibrational universe. So, People, so I've had some people go, well, that's not very nice. You know, what do you mean? What I mean is when people are trying to need information, they're trying to help themselves, 
absolutely try to help those people, but you'll know because they'll take the information you share with them and they'll run with it immediately. They'll start changing their life. They'll use it to move forward. You'll immediately feel, see results and you'll see them making a change. But for other people, most, a lot of, I don't want to say most people, a lot of people, they'll constantly need more help. They'll constantly need you to fix them. They'll constantly need you to, you'll know, you'll not see any progress on those. So don't try to fix other people. Let the, you can give them, you know, a rope, but don't tow them in all the time. Like they need to do some of the work or it's just, otherwise it's, not working right and sometimes those people really just need somebody else who's not you to help them with their problems number seven make good choices on who you surround yourself with pay close attention to who you surround yourself with um on the phone at work during your off time sometimes you sometimes you can't do it at work because work is work and they hire who they hire and unless you're the boss you don't have much control over that but when in your off time if you're surrounded by people who are holding a low vibration, you may find that your vibration isn't as high as it could be. So you just want to be aware of who you're surrounding yourself with. And number eight, if all of these things are not, if you've done all of these things and you have somebody who's still having a really bad effect on your life, potentially causing you issues to where they're just making you feel sick or upset or causing you physical, you know, um, symptoms to the point of just not feeling well the last case scenario is you're probably most likely going to want to resort to cutting them out of your life and that's really not something that you have to decide to do permanently it can be something that you can decide to do temporarily because sometimes people change and we always hope and wish they will but many times that's the last resort if all else fails that's the last resort so I think that we've covered a lot of ground. What do you what do you have to add? Did we cover everything on this one? I think so. Um and I was feeling like uh, at some point during the call I feel like people would want to know what to do in the workplace. Um you know, people that they see every day dealing with uh an energy vampire every single day. So this was great that the bubble meditation that, that you wrote about is perfect. Yeah, the mu- bubble meditation is on the inspirationalexaminer.com mm-hmm. do that and the other thing since you brought up the workplace um people there's a couple of different things that you can do if you're in a workplace here's the here's the facts figure out if you can use any of these tips where you're sort of cutting them or cutting your time short with them um when you're dealing with certain coworkers or bosses or whatever and if those things work great if they don't it may come down to having to switch jobs. I know the economy is bad, but if it gets to a point where it's affecting you physically, what happens is it will continue to manifest physically, potentially. If you ignore, 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 sometimes it will manifest into the point of high blood pressure or you know, all different kinds of med- uh, physical issues. So it's really more important that your that your in an environment you can either handle or work in a way that works for you or you may have to leave the job. I mean, it may have to be done. I've known people that have had to do that because of people who were at their coworkers or bosses, bosses who were so toxic to those. I have worked for bosses so 
hard to deal with that I had to leave because I, for my own sanity, I just had to. It, I would have eaten ramen noodles forever at that point. One time I was a young dental assistant when I was really, really, really young, like early, early 20s, and I had worked for a dentist, and dentists are not known to be nice when they're working for assistants. I'm sorry, I take that back. Not all of them, but where I was, there was a lot of, they have a certain type of personality. And this dentist, and I was really a pretty good assistant because I'd worked for other people, and I knew they had told me, and I, I was pretty good at what I did. But when the, if you slip up, they tend to have a temper. And one time, the dentist threw an instrument at me over the patient and hit the hit the wow. trail of instruments that popped up. You know, these sharp instruments, they all get all messed up because they... And she looked at him like, what are you doing? Like, I was embarrassed for just this patient sitting in the chair. And she'd come in for a crown or something, so she leaves and then comes back and, um, a week or whatever later. And she says, uh, she says to me, or says to the dentist when he walks in the room, and she hadn't said anything to me, but she waits till he walks in the room. She goes, are you going to be nice to her this time? Because I'm not staying here if you're not going to be. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. That was, it's bad when your patients are having to tell the dentist, you're mm-hmm. not a very good person. Anyways, one of the jobs I absolutely had to leave, it, it was too toxic to being there. So you really have to make a choice. If you can do some of those things that I talked about, excellent. But sometimes that won't happen and you have to cut that job out of your life. And it is the way it is. So. Anyway, yeah. thanks for joining us. Yeah. Go to uh, ilovebloomies.com if you want to know anything about what Debbie's doing. Uh, if you want to find out more about my, I have this show today or is actually based on a book that I have come out called Energy Vampires. That'll be coming out probably within the next month or so. So I have two coming out: the inspirational uh, or I'm sorry, intuition and psychic ability, your spiritual GPS will be first, energy vampires will follow that, and those are coming out in the next three, four weeks. So if you want more information on that, make sure that you go to inspirationalexaminer.com and enter your email on the VIP email list because you will get an, an email from me when they're available, out and ready, and if you would like a reading or more information you can on um having a psychic reading you can go to hawaiihealingswithans.com and so anything else any anything you have coming up Debbie um we are just moving forward with the bloomies and uh we're nurturing both the gratitude gardens and um uh, just lots of great stuff happening right now <laughs> kind of uh gathering all of our good tools here and weeding out the energy vampires and <laughs> moving forward. But I loved, I this was not my, my most favorite subject, no, but it was good. It was a great show, and you provided a lot of great information, and it's all about awareness and making choices. Yes, awareness and making choices. Hopefully everybody could hear us on this one, and hopefully we weren't cutting in and out too much. So, Excellent. Thank you for joining us, and we will be back next Wednesday, and come over to our websites. Join Debbie on Twitter and Facebook. You can uh, find me on Twitter and Facebook from inspirationalexaminer.com or hawaiihealings.com. Yours is on your Bloomies, correct? Your I Love Bloomies. Yes. 
com. Mm-hmm. That Facebook, Twitter, come be our friends, and we'll see you next time. All right. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye.